one. Live from Guttercat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey, yo, what is going on? Hello, hello to everyone hopping into this space. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest has quickly become an incredible female voice in the space. Her platform and relationships from the NFT space there to dive, dive headfirst and learn about the potential of Web3 in the blockchain. She is the founder of Beyond Media, where she connects directly with her audience through interviews with a wide array of guests. And she is already building in the NFT space through her involvement with Party Degenerates. It is my extreme honor to share the stage today with another powerful voice in the onboarding movement to Web3. Nicole Benham. What is going on, Nicole? What is going on, Carl? I'm so excited to be here. And what an intro. I feel so special. <laughs> well, you you had originally come on and said something. You said GMGM, GM, and I wanted to make sure we get that in the recording as well. Oh, yeah. I said GMGM, GM, which is truly how I feel every morning. And we say that all the time in the NFT space. Um I said it before and I'll say it again. And I actually just tweeted about it. Uh, I think GM is a manifestation because most people that I talk to grew up in survival mode. Uh, and, you know, G- you know, we would wake up and we felt like we had to conquer the day and things were difficult. And now it's like we wake up with this sense of community and we're yeah. all declaring like, yo, it's going to be a good morning. It's going to be a good day we're GMI and it's, I don't know, the world is so different now that we're in this space. Yeah. And for those of you listening to the podcast, GM means good morning and GMI means we're going to make it. And it's very important to realize that in this space, we do have so many new people coming in and that's the purpose of this show. And Nicole is one of the queens of onboarding, trying to tell, help tell and teach people about the crypto space. And especially it's a beautiful story because even your journey in the space I know is newer and more recent. And so I'd love for you to start uh, with the same question I ask every guest with uh, just talking about a little bit about your journey entering the crypto and NFT space. Okay, so as you mentioned, I came up on an app called Clubhouse where I built my audience. I also have an an audience on, uh, on Instagram and I'm trying to build one here. But, uh, but Clubhouse is really where my social audio journey took off where I feel like I really became a voice. And there uh, I met two people, uh, Farouk and Paolo, who were, and my friend uh, Wolf and Lion, who unfortunately passed away. But he was the first person who took me to the Bitcoin conference. And when, when I tell you people are generous in this space, I told him that I want to get into uh I wanted to get into this space and learn more. And he was like, oh, well, let me see. Uh, Bitcoin was in Miami. He goes like, let me see if it's in the budget. And he's like, within five minutes, he's like, guess what? It is. We can take you. 
and paid and paid for my whole trip. And I found out later as he was passing away that he paid for it himself just so I could go. There wow. was no budget. There was no company. And he just took me because, you know, he was doing well in the space. He had the money. Like, that's what I'm talking about when I talk about generosity in this community. And then the other two that I mentioned, Farouk, who's obviously become a leader in this space, and Paolo, who's the guy, I, I feel like he was really encouraging uh, Farouk to get his feet wet and keep going. Paolo taught me so much of what what I have learned in this space. Um, if you look him up, it's Paolo Moreno or it's CEO Paolo Santo. It's one of those. But uh, but yeah, I mean, so so many people helped me get to where I am, but they were doing rooms. They were doing the drops for like mm -hmm. Paris Hilton and Snoop Dogg and Post Malone and all these people on Clubhouse. And I would just come, I was there to like support and boost the room because I had the numbers. But I, I thought it was a fad and I didn't know what was going on and I didn't know what Ethereum was and I didn't know what any any of these things were. And I just thought it was cool to be in a room with Snoop Dogg or Paris or, you know, whoever was doing a drop at the time. We had Mad Dog Jones, um, you know, Fuck Render, uh, all of these artists that you see today. Thank you, X, who have been doing really well. Um, and so I met everyone there, but I didn't I still wasn't in the space. And then. When Clubhouse started to, I don't want to say die down because I think they're going to come back, but, you know, when people started to use it less, they moved to Twitter spaces. And then I went to Twitter spaces and I'm like, why is everyone saying GM and GMI? And like, what are all these terms that I don't understand? And then I saw this mega thread that I reposted that said, here are all the terms you need to know. And, uh, and this is our culture. And I was like, OK, this is interesting because everyone else who tried to talk to me about crypto and NFTs was talking about technical stuff, which mm -hmm. was really confusing to me, which is the worst way, in my opinion, to onboard people like you want to get people into this, get people into the culture, tell them their GMI, start with vibes straight up like and this is the cool thing, Carl, like as as we all start to build in this space, like. We, you can give yourself whatever title you want. Like someone told me, they're like, Nicole, you're pretty much director of vibes. <laughs> I've never heard that title. You can literally, whatever you're good at, that's what you're good at. And, and you can shine in this space. For me, uh, curiosity is one thing. Like mm. I, I would just come up and ask questions and they were dumb questions. And I didn't care that, that, you know, that I wasn't an expert in blockchain or NFTs or that I didn't know what anything meant. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah, I mean, it's, that's how I got into it. And it's been so since then I've been doing really well. And literally you can just jump in using curiosity. Don't, don't be afraid to ask questions. Everyone's really nice. Everyone wants to support you. And by the way, especially if you're a woman, because I don't see enough women in this space, mm -hmm. there should, there should be more, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. I, and I'm really excited. And it's something that I've wanted to focus more on, especially with this show is highlighting female voices in the space, because we are so young. And we have to, uh, like you said, we kind of create the culture of this new universe. And as you get more and more down the rabbit hole of NFTs and crypto and the ecosystem, you start to realize this really is a different world. It starts to make you feel like we're evolving as a species. And we have to kind of we lay the foundation of what this new world looks like. And it's really exciting 
amazing um, to see more powerful voices um, of different races and ethnicities and gender starting to pop up. And it's going to be important to make sure you that you have an important role, which you've already carved out um, from Clubhouse. And, and I think what you mentioned about, you know, regardless of when you got in crypto, for me, I got in in 2017. And uh, it's, it's amazing to see how much onboarding has happened in 2021. And I've had Farouk on the show and we've become close friends, but he talks a lot about his moment with Whale Shark when he kind of told him that he was the bridge between mainstream and uh, and crypto. And it's and I feel like the same thing is along the same lines with you. When you onboard, you have such a following that you can start to educate. And, and these, um, these people that are newer to the space, we all have our own purpose. And that's something I talk a lot about on the show is finding your purpose in the space and finding how you can contribute because this is an ecosystem. It's a new world that's just beginning. And what, whether you're an artist or you like to write or whether you have a good voice to interview, there is, there is a place for you. And I think that's just amazing for you to showcase in such a short time how you've been able to kind of, uh, take your clubhouse following and start talking a little bit about NFTs there, but also just getting involved in this space. And it's really powerful storyline that I think just needs to continue to be heard of people finding the space. And it doesn't matter if you found it two months ago or 10 years ago when in when Bitcoin was kind of originating, there's place for everyone. And so I just love that. And one thing I think some people forget is how young clubhouse even is, right? It's like incredible to see how quickly community was built there during the pandemic. And I imagine it was a a very easy transition to understand the power of Web3 for you because you were seeing the power of this community unfolding live on Clubhouse over the last year too. And so I, I... want to ask this question, which is when was that conviction moment for you about the future of media and your belief in the evolution of, you know, community and its connection to crypto and Web3 for the future? That's a really good question. So the word that stands out in that entire question that you asked is community. And when I hear that word, every other word becomes a blur. Um, and I've said it before, you know, to me, a healthy community, and that's what you want to look for, a healthy community is a community where you can walk into a room or I guess in the digital world, you enter a space and you feel like people are actually curious about you, like people respond to you, like people not only accept you for who you are, but embrace who you are and again are curious about who you are. And most people I talk to, including myself, were raised in communities that frankly were unhealthy. And that's why, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of us grew up not feeling so good about ourselves. I mean, you know, you you talk to, to someone who's gay, who grew up in a church where the church was like, it's unacceptable for you to be gay you know, and like, you need to go to conversion therapy, or, or something like that, where it's like, no, F you like, you know, it, it's, that's like an, uh, one example that I like to give or like, you know, in my community, um, when women get divorced, it's like, oh, everyone starts judging them, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, she's unfit to get married again. Or it's, I'm, I'm just giving these extreme examples, because you think about if you think about humanity and the things that we're judged for, 
within our own little communities. And I grew up Persian Jewish, you know, so my community has its own set of things that they sort of judge people for or whatever. And of course, there's great things about my community, too. But what I found in the NFT space is that people really embrace each other. I mean, you look at an artist like Fuocious, Mm -hmm. who wasn't accepted for who he was growing up, you know, and and now his art is is being valued and he's selling and he's making money and he's he has a, a group of friends who love him. And that's not what life was like before. So so when you ask that question, all I hear, all I heard was the word community and I didn't hear the rest of your question. <laughs> so I need to hear it again because I'm just so passionate about yeah. that one word. Well, I think uh, the the basis of the question was mainly when you found conviction about community and you knew that crypto and NFTs and this whole co- culture around blockchain was where it was going you kind of see the evolution into true genuine authentic community, but you already believed in that sense of community from your clubhouse days and so I was wondering when you realized, "Oh, it's this blockchain thing is really where it's going to be at. That's where it's oh, all yeah. going to kind of so, manifest." Right. So so I want to say this, when I was on Clubhouse, we had our own community of people. And obviously, you know, all the big hosts, we were friends with each other. But there was still, and I don't know where it came from or, or whatever, there was still a little bit of an unhealthy competition among people. Whereas when I moved over to Twitter spaces, there was, it was even more of an embrace and less competition and everyone, I mean, we say GMI, but like we really want everyone to win because if we all win, then we can get more people here and be like, yo, like you can, you can invest in this project. And if you own this art, you will be part of this community. Or even if you don't own the art, guess what? Come to our Twitter spaces or like, you know, yeah, of course you can make money here or like, you know, you see all of these these stories, not just fuel, but like you see Betty from Deadfellas who, you know, didn't have any money, but she has kids and now she's able to buy a house. I mean, mm-hmm. you see stories like that time and time again. If you look at Cooper Turley, who's part of Friends with Benefits Dow, who's really successful and who I was able to interview right off the bat because he's so kind. But you look at him and like he paid off his mom's house, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And, yeah, it's insane to see. I mean, I think you're you're spot on. I mean, I agree. I think it's like this emergence of one, you know, it, it doesn't feel as competitive because we understand that this world we're building is going to be massive. Sometimes I um, connect it back to just a couple hundred years ago, we were having the gold rush in California. And that's how it kind of feels sometimes in like the digital world with all the land being built. But like the world that we're starting in, we're actually like evolving into more of a digital species. And when you realize that, you realize that the amount of space in the digital world, if it's just really truly beginning, it's infinite right now and you can that's why I think we always encourage everyone find your space find where you can make an impact learn and grow with another community you may not Uh, I think so many times people kind of look up in the space and are looking at the people that are leaders, but they forget, like even people like Farouk or yourself, you've been building for years and years and you've been grinding out and building community. And we just need to continue to inspire others to do the same thing because that's what it takes in this ecosystem.
system to really be able to truly make it is to build authentic relationships, to share your story. In this world, it feels like for the first time in a long time, the success of, of an individual comes mainly from them being their true authentic self and anything other than that will lead to failure. Yep, that's exactly right. And I see that Paolo, who I mentioned to you earlier, is now in this space, mm -hmm. which I don't know how he made time in his busy schedule, but he was someone that inspired me and encouraged me and was like, yo, you need to get involved now. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what you're doing. And, you know, this is the place for you. Like, you have this curiosity. You have this voice. Why don't you grow here? And we need men like that to encourage women to get into this space because I can do it, but, but you know, this is un unfortunately still very male dominated. And what he has done for me has turned my life around. And it's people like that, that are sort of, he's, he's a little more behind the scenes. He doesn't, not trying to get any attention or anything, but has truly been a catalyst for me. So many other people, so many other women. And that's something that I, I really have to give him credit for. And I, and, you know, I give credit to a lot of other people. I mentioned Wolf and Lion, my friend, who took me to the Bitcoin conference that made it less scary for me to get involved in this space. Like part of community is, is reaching out to people who are not in this space and saying, hey, I know you have a thing going on. I know you're doing what you're doing, but you can get involved in this. Like just the fact that I bought that, that, you know, I was encouraged to buy the ENS domain, thank God, in October. And now I have all these tokens because of that. Like, that's really cool to me. Yeah. I could sell those for ETH right now. And I'm sure, you know, they'll go up in value and I could sell them for even more. Not that I want to, but just that's really cool to me because I, I would have had no <laughs> idea. And, and, and always remember, like, you can literally suck someone into this space and get them into this space with vibes alone. You don't have to be an expert in anything. There are still things that I'm learning. And I and the thing with me is I led with my curiosity. When I didn't know shit, I didn't pretend to know shit. I'm like, I don't, I'm like, what the hell is Fiat? I'm like, are you talking about the car? <laughs> yeah. <I'm> yeah. Like, <laughs> what? like that's, li that's literally, it, who cares? Just ask the question. If you don't know what something is, just ask. This isn't a space where people are going to make fun of you and be like, oh, my God, what a loser. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't know what that means. She doesn't know what that means. Like, no, no, no. We all understand. A lot of people didn't know what fiat was. Yeah. They, that, like, no one talked about U.S. currency in those terms. Well, you that's another I thing that I, I was super passionate about even starting this show is that we have a, a system that we've operated in where talking about financial literacy, I was an educator for 12 years. And in 12 years of, of education in, in the US, you only some states mandate a half a semester of financial literacy. And it's just like, talk about holding people back and holding a society back. We're not even teaching about the most basic thing of commerce that we constantly use every day in our lives. And it really bothered me. And I think that's something that, you know, as as adults now, we have to kind of go back and we look at the path that we take, whether it's people telling us to take on debt in college or whether it's, uh, whether it's buying things for material reasons that really we shouldn't be, but we just, we care about our appearance because 
because that's what we see in the media. But there's so many ways that we've been set astray that it's like now we have to relearn everything. Sometimes you think about it like we have to literally relearn the way we think about things because the the world we lived in was not really authentic or true to to our the best to creating the best us that we could be. Oh yeah. Um, I love that you brought that up. I didn't know that you were a, an educator in that, but financial literacy to me is everything. When I think about the future, when I think about, I'm not married right now, but I obviously want to, you know, have a family, get married, be a mom. And I'm like, where did our, our education system go wrong? And that was one of the major things. I was very lucky. My mom worked at the university that I went to, so I didn't have student debt, but guess what? The way that I spent money was effing crazy. Like the fact that, you know, as a girl living in Los Angeles, I, I was spending money on Fendi bags and, and stuff that I really could have saved and invested. And I thought that the way that I was living was the way to live. And I was I was in a position where I felt like I needed to prove myself to the people around me. And that really gave me no fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And so uh, in addition to financial literacy, which obviously uh, you, you can use crypto as a sort of framework to understand money and the way that money works, I think another thing that, that we need to take a hard look at ourselves for is how can we actually create a sense of purpose in our lives? Like mm. the two things that I took away from this space was one, people need, people are lonely, one. So people need a sense of belonging and two, a sense of purpose. And I think that's really tied into mental health, which I'm passionate about too. Like if you have those two things, mentally you're much better off. Now, the problem is you're living in the metaverse. So, okay, if you're sitting on your phone the whole time, that also is unhealthy. So like, for example, you know, you can spend your day there and, and you have your sense of belonging with your new friends that you made, whether they're anon or not, like, you know, you're communicating, you, you show love to each other, like, that's great. But now we need to realize, okay, time to put the phone down, take a hike, go in the sun, sit, stare at a wall, meditate, close your eyes, you know, if you have affirmations, use those, I'm serious, that stuff works. Mm -hmm. So like, there's, there's, there's a whole, we missed the education on how do I be a happy, fulfilled human? Like we were, I, I remember being in school and like half the subjects I couldn't give less of a shit about, excuse my language. I really couldn't. And, and growing up, I didn't apply what I learned to my real life. Like if, if I could go, if I had the money, I would create a private school where, where the main teachings aside from basic arithmetic and reading and history and stuff like that, you would add to the curriculum fi financial literacy and courses that help you with your mental health. Because guess what? We have a, a mental uh, mental health epidemic right now. People are depressed, they're anxious, and they don't know how to deal with yeah. it. And then we have big pharma coming in. I have no problem with antidepressants, but they are a crutch and there are other ways to address these issues. And so, I, you know, I see it seems like I'm going a little off topic but we're all human beings at the end of the day. And in this space, we talk about everything. There's no holding back. 
So I just wanted to tie that all in together. I think it's important because I think um, I think we're going to see in the in the next few years um, that how blockchain can truly disrupt everything from politics to education. Um, if you all of a sudden have a, a way that kids can be learning and all of a sudden they're earning, you know, money doing it is like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you have your kid learning on a system where they're literally getting paid while they're learning and changing their life and teaching them, you know, the values and important things they really need to know? And I, I really do believe that we're going to continue to see new innovation and technology in this space. And it's already kind of started, but it will evolve. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see the world in five to 10 years, because all the things that you talk about are so true. And I've talked to multiple people in the space, even some people in this room that, that I mean, they talk to me about the same things that you already talked about. It, it, and I felt the same way when I started this show. I felt really um, self-conscious. And it's like, this, these are problems. These are human problems that, that, you know, this world can help solve. We've got to continue to build each other up. We've got to make it feel like humanity and and being human is really, it's not perfect. And we've lived in a society where we're always looking at, um, like a fake reality that that just isn't the truth and the more we can become authentic and true and talk about our insecurities the better the world is going to become and the better you know the better light that we also build in this foundation of this new world in this new universe we're going to be able to create something that's so strong which is just so so important too because you see you know the narrative that blockchain and bitcoin had 10 years ago versus today it's changing right it's not about the silk road and people just use it to buy drugs now you're you're like people like you being on this show talking about how really this this world that we are creating and this world of giving back and decentralization and community is really about just being yourself and being true to who you are and that's enough and that's i just think a very important message so i'm really glad you brought that up but to pivot uh, i do want to ask you something that i'm curious if you've thought about which is before being a content creator like yourself, a lot of times you you had to, in web two, we had to go back and think about, oh, how do I monetize? How do I actually make a living doing this thing that I'm passionate about? I love to interview people or I love to create art or I love doing this, but now how do I monetize it? And it always ended up becoming a product of someone else. Now I have to sell myself so that I have to you know promote things that I really don't care that much about or continue the stigma of materialistic possessions by talking about things to my audience that really I, I don't need to, but I need the money. And so I'd love for you just to chat a little bit about how even, you know, how the ecosystem works in Web3. Now we're able to create ecosystems where we don't have to sell ourselves um, and become the product anymore. Now we can find new ways to create community and really just build organically. Okay, that's a great question. And I am still making the move because, mm -hmm. you know, just a couple months ago, I was still doing clubhouse rooms where, you know, I would have a CPG company sitting on my stage and I would promote their product, but I liked their product. So I was okay with it. And they would like, you know, they would send me their water or sparkling water and I would get a couple grand just to occasionally the way they do it on a podcast you know, be like, Hey, by the way, we have like, um, I did Richard's Wayne rainwater, which I love on stage with us. And, uh, and you should click on their profile and go to their page. Like I was still okay with that. It didn't bother me as much, but now 
that I'm learning about DAOs and social tokens. And, you know, I, I'm part of a, you know, the party degenerates community and I'm, I'm trying to decide which other projects I want to be a part of. I also want to do my own project and I'm thinking about ways, you know, to do my own thing where I'm actually super passionate about what I'm doing yes. and I can get paid. And then my community members can you can get paid. Are you kidding me? Like, that's nuts to me. Mm. So so uh, I mean, we see it with all the DAOs. You know, they they're basically like an Internet community with a shared bank account. Um, you know, a small group of people come together. It's like, you know, a chat room or chat group. And then they pull capital together using an ETH wallet. And then they decide how they want to fund their DAO's mission collectively. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, that stuff is really cool. And I'm still learning about it. And I think a great resource uh, is Cooper Turley, who I interviewed an, at, an, at an Ethereum conference. But um, there are leaders in the space and they're young. I mean, he's he's younger than me and I learn from him. Yeah. So it's really cool to me. I'm still learning about social tokens and governance and the different protocols and and things like that. But I want to stress again that if you're onboarding people, don't start with that, because mm -hmm. if someone mm -hmm. would have started with that with me, I would have completely avoided this space altogether. Yeah, because it know, can kind of sound like crazy talk if you've <laughs> it sounds so technical. I'm like what do you mean? Like, you know, you know, there are people who sit down with me and they're like, Oh, I need to, I need to explain the technology of blockchain to you. And like, I want to know, but the second they started talking, like when the people who led with that, I, my mind would just get spacey. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm, am I an idiot? Like, that's how I felt. But when, you know, when people started with the culture and they very simply are like, you can get rewarded for your involvement in a DAO. I was like, what? I was like, that's so cool. So, you know, the move from web two to web three, it's exciting for that reason. Um, but I always stress, you know, don't lead, don't lead by using technical terms when you're talking about that. Um, but yeah. I do think it's exciting and, and I'm learning about different DAOs and what they do. And, uh, I guess to name a few, um, pleaser DAO is cool because, they collect various NFTs and invest in other assets, which is dope. There's Her Story DAO, um, which I've been learning about. And they fund projects by black women and non-binary artists. And then, of course, Friends with Benefits. They're an exclusive social club you pay to enter. Um, Meta Cartel Venture DAO is a for-profit business. They invest in early-stage decentralized applications. Like, There's all these DAOs doing cool stuff. And... Um, and, you know, it is important to understand the technology behind them. And, you know, they do rely on blockchain technology and smart smart contracts, which are collections of code that run on the blockchain. Um, but, you know, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's, one, just there's a lot huge props because I, I mean, I've heard of some of those DAOs, but not even all of them. And so you could just tell that you're you're con like you said, you're curious and you want to constantly be learning. And I absolutely love it. And that's like, I think the thing that we can continue to ingrain in people is even if you're even if this is day one for you, even if it's, you know, your first month in the space, just constantly be curious, keep learning um, and start with things that you get and that you understand, because then, you know, like like we talked about at the beginning of the show, you you know, as you continue to learn, you're going to start being curious about the next thing and then the next thing. And like everyone, 
you know, everyone finds it. We all entered the space for a different reason or because we saw different potential. But it's just amazing to hear you talking about even, you know, in your personal journey with being a content creator now, how you're you're kind of brainstorming and thinking about how you can utilize this to continue to make sure your community focus, which I just absolutely love and I think is part of the next step uh, in your journey and in any of our journeys that are content creators to show like, oh, wow, there are like Web3 native ways that then we can continue to onboard new people that listen to us. And I just absolutely love that you are thinking about that. So, um just huge props to you for constantly being curious because it sounds like you're just uh the amount of information that you've absorbed into your your brain is like a sponge in just a few months and i'm excited that you're here because now you're just going to constantly be sharing that with with more and more people that come into the space but one thing that i want to just um shout you out to for is just like also constantly getting more and more involved like you're working alongside a legend in in danny who is part of the team with party degenerates and you're starting to kind of immerse yourself around um all of these people that really have a a solid understanding of crypto and blockchain. So I'd love for you to just share maybe a nugget or maybe a couple pieces of nuggets that people um, that came before you taught you about crypto or the blockchain that really just stuck out to you early on in your journey for maybe someone else that's in the audience that is just getting started. What are some of the nuggets from some of the pioneers that you've talked to that stand out in your brain? Okay, well... I see, again, uh, I see my friends Paolo and Manushka. Manushka um, was one of the first people who who told me to lead with my curiosity and, and encouraged me, like, no matter what you do, you can find your own place and create your own place in this space. And, like, just the fact that she would message me as I was going in my journey and be like, I'm so proud of you. I didn't even know why she would say that, but, but that would, that would make me keep going. Mm -hmm. So if you're seasoned in this space to encourage someone as they keep going, and even if they seem confused, I think that's really important. And then, um, Paolo, who I would call all the time and he's so busy as an advisor to so many different protocols and, and so many different, you know, he's just, so amazing and he's an investor and advisor in, in different projects like he would pick up the phone and explain everything to me. I didn't know what a floor price was I didn't know you know uh how the I didn't know about collectibles versus one of ones like all of these things were so confusing to me and then he'd be like here's an artist to pay attention to like here's Betty from Dead Fellas here's uh thank you X who was, was in our early rooms here, you know, talk to him or like, you know, d when, when we got approached, uh, Rembrandt and I with the party degenerates thing, you know, people were like, Oh, you know what? Danny's a really good guy, uh, to be on a project with. He's very respected. He has the rarest punk. I'm like, Oh, okay. I didn't even know what rarity was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes so, sense. So there are terms that, that my friends like Paolo taught me and Manushka and, and all of these people. I mean, I, I'm, I see Jonathan Blanco as well. Uh, I'm just, you know, looking at the people on stage, but here's, here's another thing is that when you do become a voice, 
people do start approaching you and say, hey, do you want to join our project? And they'll make they'll if you're strong enough and, and they believe in you, they will make you a partner in the project. Like Paolo and I are together on uh, the NFT Guild, which is about to be the sickest drop. Like that's Mondoir's mm-hmm. uh, collection. And, you know, you see half of my face is a skull. And I'm going to leave it there because I believe in this collection so much and I love the art and I love Mondoir and everything that he stands for. So it's really important to align with people that believe in you, to align with people that inspire you um, and to learn these terms because I didn't know what anything was. Like I said earlier, I didn't even know what fiat was. Yeah. So so people really helped me and and I ask questions all the time and, and to have people pick up on me and constantly answer my questions. Like, frankly, I would have thought I'm being annoying, but, but, you know, everyone was super nice. And, and also shout out to Wolf and Lion, my friend, Jin, you who passed away a couple months ago, who, who first got me into this, um, may he rest in peace. I always feel like he's looking over us and making sure that we're winning. And it's, it's just, it's a strange feeling not having him here because he was so crucial to all the drops that happened on Clubhouse. But yeah, to answer your question, like, you know, the little nuggets were the information um, and, you know, people having the patience to, to break down what all those terms meant, even the ones like GMI, like just the fact that people are like, here's what we say in the morning. Here's what we say when this happens, like, you yeah. know. And and teaching me about all the collections and collectibles and utility and stuff like that. I love it. I mean, I think um, you know, it just as a reminder to to anyone that's been in the space, like in order for really anyone to onboard, it doesn't matter if you had a huge following uh, or if you're just building a small community. It's just like always you know, remember our journeys into the space and always be open to not judging people because that's the world that we're trying to get away from and always be open to helping others it, it, answer the simplest of questions because to someone else it may not be simple. And for those people that are new, just not being afraid because this is a world where we're trying to change the narrative. We're trying to change the norm of making people feel insecure or un comfortable and just being open to responding. Don't, uh, you know, don't be afraid to ask any question. And if you've been in the space, don't be, don't make others feel, you know, down or ignore others when they're trying to, you know, educate themselves. And I just love that because, because that there was, from what you just said, it's not just one thing, it's the interactions and the relationships. That's, that's the key uh, to to onboarding or any sort of you know understanding. It's not just one miracle piece of information. It's just the constant support, and that's what we need to always remember when onboarding people into the space. Carl, I have a question for you. Where do you live? I live in the the Midwest, and I'll just say that. So you're in the U.S. I'm in the U.S. Yeah. Okay, great. So here's something I, I heard you bring up the word politics earlier. Mm-hmm. And I really like to draw this comparison because it helps people understand a little bit more about the NFT and crypto space, but particularly the, the NFT space, because what we saw in our, in our political climate was extreme division between the right and the left. Mm-hmm. And if you looked at, you know, there's different sides of Twitter, obviously we're on NFT Twitter right now, but political Twitter. Okay, 
the yeah. way that people talk to each other, the way that they're so condescending, the way that they're so self-righteous and they need to be right all the time. And, you know, they have that whole like cult mentality of this side versus that side. Yeah. And, you know, I'm right and you're wrong and there's no other way and there's no middle ground. That doesn't exist here. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't exist here. And in fact, it is the complete opposite where instead of saying, here's where I'm different, here's where you're different, we're not friends, there's a sort of, hey, here's where we're all human beings and here's where we can come together. And even the fact that everyone in this community is openly talking about mental health and how they didn't have money before they got into this space and I used to be this and now I'm this and you can make it too, even that ethos is so powerful that I think it's enough to sustain people in a way that we've never seen before emotionally because all that we've seen in our country in particular was political division and vitriol and stuff that has been so toxic to our souls. Yeah. And now, like everyone that I've met here that I meet in person, that I get to hug, and guess what? They don't ask me what political party I belong to yeah. because it doesn't truly matter. The entire energy is love and making it and let's do this. There's no, you know, ar arguments about religion or abortion or things like that. It's like, look, what do we need to make it in life? What are your goals? What are your values? How can I help you? Like, I literally tell people, I, you know, in, in the community that I grew up in, I'm in my early 30s, okay? Mm -hmm. I was like, so, I would be ashamed to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm looking to start a family and, and you know, if you know anyone, please introduce me now. I'm like so proud of it. I'm like, yeah, I really want to start a family. If you know anyone, introduce me. But the NFT community is really where I felt comfortable doing that because I'm like, oh, that's not weird that I have to say that. No one's thinking, oh, you know, it's a little late for her because where I grew up, everyone got married at 25. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like little things like that. And my community is different than everyone else's community. But like, you know, I, I think shame is something that has has sort of hit everyone in their respective groups. You know, people people unfortunately are taught to feel shame and guilt for things when they don't sort of fit the norm or they're different. You see a lot of people in this community, in the NFT community, who outside of the NFT community were absolute outcasts. Like they didn't fit in anywhere. And now they come here and they're like, wait, people just love me for who I am. And I can just like express who I am. And then they'll pay for my expression holy shit, like that's what's different about this. That is what's different about this. So I really like to compare the vibes here to the vibes of politics because that's where you can see the biggest difference, yeah. where you actually see a healthy community versus like a culty community that's sort of like fighting with another one. So yeah, I, just I love that. To put that out. No, 100%. And it's funny, sometimes you forget like that other world on Twitter even is just like right around the corner. Uh, and it's just like, we're going to constantly find those people and bring them to this space. It may take time, but you know, the, the, the world is going to change because there's just... Um, regardless of how you feel about anything, like 
we always seem, and I've talked about this on the show, is just like we're, if you look back at, in human history, we're always evolving into a better species, like more aware, uh, more educated, better, um, and better, you know, just in terms of like connecting with other people. And it seems like we, we hit roadblocks, but then we conquer and find a way forward. And it does seem very much so like the current status of the world is, is like one of these tension points but we're like we see now especially if you're in this community and I always talk about how it feels like two different worlds sometimes because you're starting to see like this new world evolve in front of us and how like as a human species we're going to become a better like a better species because of the space like it's so impressive like you started talking about seeing spaces now that are like and if women in NFTs or affinity groups for BIPOC or it's just like it's it's constantly like finding people that you can connect with that continue to help you grow. And there's going to be and, and the other thing is when you're in a toxic environment where it's just always combative, like people just build walls that's impossible to tear them down you go into a conversation with walls up but if you can be on the fly a fly on the wall and listen to people from different cultures and different communities and how they're raised and hear people cry and hear people you know lift each other up then you, like that's the way that you become a better person is connecting with human emotions and i just love that you brought it back to that because that's that's a different feeling like you you may not have the same feelings you may have grown up in a completely different world but that doesn't make you a bad person because you may not understand you were around a, a, a toxic culture and we all have our own dilemmas and so I just I love that you brought it back to that because it's so important in order to kind of continue to grow as a species is you've got to continue to listen to the stories of the people and that's something that in the grind of the bureaucracy in the business world we never take time to just listen to people and their insecurities and their stories and that's different in this space. You see people staying up till 2 a.m. just talking about who knows what and other people just listening to their stories. And it's just a beautiful thing. So I, I, I agree with that contrast. And I think we're going to continue to see that's what brings and pulls more and more people into this space. Um, I'm going to ask one more question, then we'll turn it over to some um, questions. If you do have a question, post it up on that top pin tweet and then hit that request button. And we'll, we'll um, bring some people on stage here in just a second. But one thing that we saw, and this is you're actually my first guest on the show since NFT and I see that was actually there, but we see all these communities that actually came together. It's like we the interconnection of these it, this cyber world meeting up in person um, to celebrate like this movement and this year. And I'd love for you just to talk about some of the moments that happen in NFT NYC and how you see like a whole dynamic of how important NFTs communities are, building relationships, and like that connectedness that you felt that you that you know you haven't met this person in real life ever before but you feel like you truly know them and their soul yeah that's that's exactly how it felt so so i went to a lot of um a lot of the parties like proof of party or caa sotheby's or dolce and gabbana or there were so many and then i also had had dinners with people that i had not met but um i think i said this earlier i'm I met Andrew Wing for the first time, who's one of the most amazing writers and souls in this space. And I met him for the first time outside of proof of party 
And I remember him saying to me, first of all, we hugged and it was such a good hug. Like, you know, sometimes you get fake shitty hugs. I've never experienced that in the NFT community. But I, I hugged him and he was like, I've never been to a party like this before. This is so cool. Like, I've never been to parties like this. And it makes me emotional even to hear that because, you know, once again, like a lot of people grew up feeling excluded from things, myself included. You know, I'm sure my life looks a certain way on my Instagram, but like that, it wasn't always like that. And you see a lot of people who were before excluded from things for whatever reason, because, you know, our world can be so clicky and divisive. And the second they meet you, they're like, oh, my God, you're that person. Like when I met D, I was like, oh, my God, or Danny seed phrase. He's he's like a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. And so when you meet people and and every single every single encounter that I've had, even with like banks, who's, you know, huge um, and and, you know, people that are like Aoki or like whoever that, that you run into, they're genuinely like, yo, let me give you a hug. Let me embrace you. Let me learn about you. Like, what are you doing in this space? How can we collaborate? Whereas in in I don't want to say the real world because sometimes the real world can be good too but it's not always like that you know everyone's I hate the word but like a little bit of an opportunist and it's fine because we're all trying to get ahead but like over here people are people start with hugs and vibes and like yo tell me about yourself and the humanity of that is what really facilitates the connection and you know the sense of community and belonging and like just I've wa I watched people get emotional and like tear up when they met each other and yeah. that's that's crazy to me like you know everyone thinks you know, NFTs right now it's all about like cash grabs and pump and dumps and whatever that's not even true everyone that I met there was there for community and if they happen to do well, they're like, oh, sick. Like, you know, it's very cool. There's nothing wrong with wanting money. I think I think we need to learn about money. And again, Carl, like you said, financial literacy is very important. But if you want to have a sense of well-being, having a sense of belonging and purpose and community, which is what we have here, should really be at the forefront of our minds. Yeah. So I watched it in so many different ways in so many different scenarios at NFT NYC. And it makes me, I missed complex con, but it makes me feel like every event that we have from here on out, it's our responsibility to give everybody that feeling, even if they don't know jack shit about NFTs or what, what that acronym even stands for. I absolutely love that. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. This has been absolutely amazing. And I'm excited to kind of move over to questions now so we can continue to hear the community voice, which is what it's all about. So if you have a question, make sure to hit that request button now. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. Hey, all right. We've got um, Fashion Week New York City on the stage. What is going on? How are you? Hey, how's everybody doing today? Doing great. Thanks for coming up. Thank you for having me. I'm actually a, a, a longtime friend of Nicole, and she is amazing, and I am just 
so proud of all the work that she is doing and um really bummed that i didn't get to spend more time with her during nft nyc but um she's she's just an amazing soul so Thank you so much for for saying that. I mean, I think it's very evident too, uh, just in the short time that you've been in the NFT space, and I've been able to watch you. How amazing that you just can constantly spreading. It's funny because you say vibes, but it's really true. Like you can feel your soul. No, a hundred percent. Yeah, you're very welcome. A hundred percent. And you know, like I've uh, like the past month, I, I did this amazing launch of pink ceramics for breast cancer research and i was able to raise over ten thousand dollars for breast cancer research uh for the entire month of october and it, it felt great but you know um you know peter parker says it best with great power comes great responsibility and for me to be able to have this amazing uh, community that i have this audience on twitter and being able to utilize it the best way um it's it's a lot, and you know, I I was already thinking about what can I do next, and so I just wanted to share that next week I'm actually going to be doing a Women in NFT Week on my Twitter, where I'm going to be highlighting and shining a spotlight on on female artists in the NFT space, on the amazing um, collections that the female artists are doing, and so I'm going to be spotlighting a female artist once in the morning hours and once at night every single day next week different amazing artists that have come across there's a brilliant art a female artist that does crypto chicks i love the crypto chicks i think it's wonderful um there's so many other um female artists and i feel like you know up until now it's been if you want to call it a sausage fest and i feel like we need to be able to allow women to give women not to allow to give women a platform and let them have their voice be heard. And I feel like I can do that with my audience next week and I'm going to do that. And I think it's great. So. Yeah. Thanks for coming up on stage. And I think it is, uh, I I don't know if you, did you also have a question for Nicole as well? No, I really just want to come up here and just support. uh, show Show her some love and whatnot. And Nicole, I know you were freezing last week. I, I'm so glad that you survived the, the New York cold and that you are in warmer confines right now. <laughs> um, but um, uh, congratulations on all the amazing success. I'm really proud of you. And um, uh, Nicole is like a, a champion already in this space. And I know she's just going to be doing even more amazing things. So um, thanks for having me up here. So. Yeah, of course. And I Thank think- you so much. Like you said, it's like so amazing to continue to spotlight women. And I think that, you you know, what you said is just like constantly finding ways to use your platform to help others. I love it. Nifty Niles, you're up on stage. What's going on? How are you? Crazy Carl, always good to be here. Thank you so much for another, another amazing, another amazing show with amazing guests. Of course. Yeah. Hey, so, so Nicole, um, yeah, uh, I've, I've followed you for a while. I don't remember who the interview was with that's uh, it's not important, uh, but I found you on clubhouse, um, probably just, just shy of like a year ago, I think. And, and again, I don't remember who, the, who, who you were interviewing, but there was just something that really stuck, stuck out to me that like this, this person that I didn't know that I was just, just listening to just hearing for the first time interview a pretty prominent, a pretty prominent purpose if I remember right. But, 
it was just like, it was just so real. Like you sounded like such a, like a people's voice, like not, not the typical like interviewers, not, not, not like a lot of like the kind of fluffy interviewers. Like you still have like this positivity and radiance about you, but it's like, but it's like this people's voice. And, and I'm sure that everyone here that, that hasn't heard you speak before, I'm sure got that, got that, got that same vibe. So it's, it's, it's really cool to, cool to be up here, but I do have a question. First of all, thank you. That made me emotional. <laughs> but because I've been doing this so long. Um, but what is the question? <laughs> yeah. Well, so and, and you've mentioned it a couple times, like one of one of your key tips is is giving that people that sense of belonging, belonging. We've, we've talked, you know, you talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, helping, giving, giving, and, you know, listening at like these revolutionary acts for people and like that, you know, promoting that belonging and that purpose and, and showing that love and leading with curiosity. But with, with so many people still feeling like new to NFTs, like, like you did once upon a time and you still have that sense of curiosity and act like you're new. Um, I try to do the same thing. Uh, I mean, cause you know, I've only been, I've only really been in like NFTs for, you know, six, seven months now. Um, what with like with so many people feeling that new still and it's going to, it's only going to continue and like the, the people that feel new are going to vastly outnumber like the people that feel like they're even remotely experienced what are what are some of the best examples you've seen of like of that mentality of giving that people that sense of belonging and purpose like being being embraced i think that you do a really great job at that but but who else have you seen really really do that you, you mentioned some others for and um and, and paolo but um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear who, what, you know, like real life examples that, that you've seen of that. I think, oh, shiny, because it's hard because a lot of us are, are just on spaces all, all day and, um, and, you know, we're like in the metaverse. But I think, oh, shiny does a really good job of that. Like if you go to the oh, shiny show, you will see the way that he talks to people. If, if you go follow him on Twitter He's constantly trying to onboard people and make them feel a sense of security and belonging. And the voice, his voice is just really friendly. I think that Cooper Turley is a really good example of someone that helps people get into NFTs and helps them understand DAOs and social tokens and blockchain. Um, and I think... There's this girl V who talks a lot about mental health. I haven't seen her in spaces in a while. She's really good. Manushka, who I don't know where she is on your screen, but um, she's not only, you know, a prominent figure in this space, but she's an amazing chef. And like, you know, if she ever has the time, she like she cooks for us and like just is the best. Like that's, that's the thing. We all use our talents. Like mine is interviewing and curiosity and Manushka is just like, you know, she's a leader, but you know, she also has other talents and she encourages other women to get into the space. And I'm trying to think who else is a really good voice. Um, Danny, obviously when he does talk is great. He's not on spaces all the time. I think D's D's is amazing. I think Rachel Wolchin is fantastic. Um, she's also a writer, which amazing, like just her words are, I'm, I'm word obsessed. I, I read all the time. Um, I see Aranito who is here and he's so passionate and so supportive. Like every time I post something, he's commenting. And you know, I, when my account wasn't as big, he would always comment and like retweet me. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool because you know, he has his own following of 
of people in the NFT space. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of people that I think are really good. Um, obviously, who else? Who else does these rooms? You know, th- this is the other thing I wanted to say is like, if you're new and you request to come up, like, you know, obviously, Carl, your show is very popular and you let people on your stages. I think that's really important, you know, because a lot of people try to get numbers, which I get, you know, they want to get someone with a really high following to come on stage so that the room could pop. But, you know, people like you who bring on newer people who may not even have a PFP um, up yet, you know, you let people onto your stages so that they can ask questions and talk. I think that that's really a sign of a leader in the space. Um, and I, to be honest, I still don't consider myself a leader in this space. I feel like I'm a learner and, and that's what I lead with. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, anybody who is trying to onboard people and help them and, and is, and really embrace it. I, you know who else I think is good? Um, Brantley Milligan from ENS Domains. He is great. Like he is just so dope. Um, I think Brianna, oh my God, I completely forgot Brianna from POAP. Mm-hmm. She is so helpful. She is so helpful. If you just message her, she'll, she'll hook you up with the POAP situation and explain to you how everything works. I mean, there are so many people in this space, Keith Grossman from time, yeah. the fact that we get, we get to even communicate with him and he's our friend. Like he's literally the president of time, like t- as in time magazine. And we're all friends with him. Like, I don't even know what's happening. (laughs) It is. It's uh, a strange world as we continue. And and also, obviously, my friend, our friend who passed, Wolf and Lion. I mean, it makes us emotional. I know Manushka and I get very emotional together when we talk about him. But because he really was, and this makes me so emotional, but he was the most generous, kind person you know, my platform on Instagram, it's the handle is at beyond the interview. He, he used to introduce me on stage. He was the one that started calling it beyond media. He's like, Oh, you just sound so much more powerful that way. Hold on. I'm going to change the intro for you. And there would be like a bunch of people on stage, even on the Edward Snowden stage. He was like, we have the founder of beyond media and like whoever it was, Paolo, Manushka, Farouk, whoever it was, he would pump them up. And I think that energy, when I think about him, is what I want to carry on. Like, if you're bringing, this was a clubhouse move, but we need to use this in Twitter spaces. If someone is on your stage, a really good tip is to quickly click on their profile. Like right now, I just clicked on Sohil Ahmadi. So I, I would be, if I was hosting, and by the way, Carl, you're an amazing host. I'm just saying this was something we did on Clubhouse that I think we need to move to Twitter spaces. I would be like, yo, Sohel is a PhD candidate in business administration and an NFT explorer. What's good, Sohel? So even that, when you elevate people, when you introduce them and you give them a proper introduction, it gives them a sense of, you know what? I matter. I'm not just a random listener and things like that 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 wolf would do is really what made him such a leader and that i still am trying to emulate because sometimes i forget to do that when i host spaces but little things like that and people like that who 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 elevate people that's that's really who i look look up to that i love that thanks nicole and i and i, and I remember i remember hearing jen 
you know, on, on clubhouse several times and was just so, so taken aback and like the, the places where I would, I would hear him and the, the stages that I would hear him. It was just such a, there was just something missing on, on, on the stages where, where, where he was and just was, was no yeah. longer there. It was really, really yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also, um, Manushka just texted me um, and she mentioned some names that I forgot to mention. John Knopf, who's an amazing photographer, MacGyver, Alan Henna, Lindsay Burns, Jeff Nicholas. I know I already mentioned Andrew Wang and Keith Grossman in this in this interview, but those are also people that are like part of the fam. Uh, Nadia from Pussy Riot, Mondoir, mm. who's such an amazing, generous collector who supports so many artists. And I'm so excited for the NFT guild and everything that he's building and to be a part of it. I mean, truly, there are so many pioneers in this space that that we can look up to and learn from. I honestly, I, one, I, thanks, uh, Nifty Niles, for coming up. Um, it's, it's, I actually love what you said, too, about just making every single person feel welcome. And as um, someone that's in the space that's doing this, like you just gave me like something that I'm going to take away from this show too, which you're a hundred percent, right? Just like everyone has their own story and making sure if there is a way, even in a few milliseconds to make sure that they feel, you know, heard and that they're valued. Like, I just, I love that. And so I wanted to take a step back and thank you for that. Um, that kind of that push because I a hundred percent agree. That's something that I don't do. And I think that that was really powerful. So I'm going to take that away from the show. So with that, I do want to go hey, ahead. And, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop down to give other people a chance to oh, come up awesome. and ask questions. Okay. But thank you. I just, well, I, I wanted to end with, you know, NFT usually stands every time stands for non fungible tokens. To me, NFT has st- stood for, newfound freedom together and mm. i feel like that's what we're all having we're having this amazing freedom but we're doing it together and i think that's what makes it so much greater it's that we're all part of this amazing community and um thank you so much for having me up and um i look forward to connecting with you more and uh, nicole keep up the amazing work you're doing you're doing great thank you so thank much thank you so much all right, we'll move to the next question, too. And I'm going to get better. Nicole, you can give me feedback now from now on on this because I want uh, to have an accountability buddy. But um, but yeah, I'm going to pull up. We have another question uh, from PhD candidate in business administration. So, Heal, welcome to the stage. Go ahead. Hey, hey, GM guys. How are you doing? Doing well. GM. Thanks so much for coming up. Thank you guys for, for the space. Honestly, uh, Nicole, first of all, I want to say that you are a leader and doesn't stop you from learning, right? So you can be a leader and a learner at the same time for the rest of your journey in the NFT space. And I, and I truly mean that, you know what I mean? So, uh, and, and thanks for the space, Carl. Honestly, I, I was so pumped seeing Nicole coming to the space today and being your guest speaker because she is all about culture. And, uh, and just look at what she did in, in the NFT NYC. I, I followed all the all the posts and stuff that she posted and tweeted. And it wasn't about her. It wasn't about like being surrounded by just, you know, showing that this is the person that I'm with. This is the person that I'm with. This is what I'm doing. It was just all about people and the community and what they're bringing to the NFT table. And and it is really admiring. So one one question that I had for Nicole in, in particular was this. So 
you know, when, when I came to the Twitter space, NFT Twitter space, because I was in the NFT space for like for a year because we came to create a, an NFT marketplace that is going to be launched soon. But I mean, uh, in, in it was like a couple of months ago or a little bit more maybe. And the first thing that I noticed was the cultural difference uh, between the NFT space and, and the Web3 basically culture with the, with the, yeah. with everything that we had in the past yeah. few thousand years, to be honest. Yeah. And, yeah. and I apologize, the, the noise. <laughs> so, uh, and, and the first thing that clicked in my mind was that, okay, so what is gonna happen in the near future when waves of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people are, are going to kind of migrate to the NFT space because they see opportunities, either as an artist, as as collector or as an investor or, or whatever so saying that so how do you think and what do you think would be the role of the nft community basically us the a few hundred thousand or a couple hundred thousand or maybe a few more thousand influential people in shaping the culture in a way that stays in a way that it is right now and doesn't get like deteriorated by uh, all the newcomers who come, come come to the space sorry if that was a, such a long question so appreciate the opportunity okay so so just so i don't butcher your question the question is how do we not how do we maintain the culture as all these new people come into the space exactly i think i think the key to that is teaching them all of the terms that we use, encouraging them to maintain like the whole GM, GMI, like on Instagram sometimes, I'll comment on my friend's photos, GMI. Instead of even like telling girls they look pretty, I'm like, I'm like, GMI, babe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you maintain that. And, and then they go, what does that mean? And you tell them. And then like anytime they light up, be like doesn't it feel so good to know you're gonna make it like do I don't let my friends complain to me anymore I'm like no 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 none of that like I don't want like it's okay share your fears with me but here's how we're gonna reframe that entire mentality like because I used to be like that too I used to sit there and feel sorry for myself like why don't I have this much money why am I single why am I this and now I'm like oh my god GMI. I'm so excited to meet the love of my life and start a family. I tell my mom when she gets worried and she's like, aren't you worried that it's, it's getting a little late? Don't you want to work a little less and date a little more? I'm like, no, I already know it's going to come to me. GMI mom. Like it doesn't matter. Anytime someone comes to you with any type of vibe, trying to mess up your attitude, you come to them even harder being like, no, 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 no. Here's how we're going to do it. Here's the attitude we're going to have. Even if you're having a hard time, guess what? We're going to have a better time and it's going to change and things are going to be different. And here's another thing. When people come to you and they're in a dark place, share yours with them so that they know they're not fucking alone in this life. Because I'll tell you something, people who struggle, all they see is everyone winning on the internet, making money, winning awards, getting married. And they look at everyone else's lives and they're like, oh, I don't feel good. And some of them look at that shit and they're like, I want to die. Think about that. Think about that, that people feel that bad. And think about a time when you felt that bad. And then you show them, look, I used to feel that way. I used to be depressed. I used to be anxious. I used to feel like shit. And if you didn't, point to one of your friends who did and be like, now look at them. That's going to be you. And do not say... Do not say, oh, well, you know, things can change. 
come with an attitude of certainty. That's how you maintain vibes. Like it literally is all about uplifting the frequency and uplifting people and any sort of negativity that permeates their space or your space, you come through and you go, no, that's not what's happening. Here's what's happening. GMI. So you maintain the culture. We maintain the culture collectively. That's how it goes down. Thanks, Nicole. I appreciate that. And please keep going with, with all the great impact that you have on the community. I love this. I mean, I wish we could spend the show I did with Farouk. These shows are supposed to be an hour, but the one with Farouk ended up being almost two hours. <laughs> and Nicole, and this is why it's just like these, when you, when you're uh, someone that is just so amazing with um, like human connection and connecting with people and really telling the true story of what this is all about. It just like the time flies. It doesn't feel like it's already been an hour and we could continue to sit here and just continue to discuss um, for probably for multiple hours. And it's just, I just am so, uh, I'm so honored that we were able to make this happen and be able to have you on the show. And we're going to take a couple more questions, but I just, uh, you're, you really truly are an inspiration, I think, to a lot of people in this space, uh, myself included, just getting to hear your passion and in the short time that you've been in the space, how much you've just learned and the curiosity you have is just um it's something special and I'm, I'm really proud to have met you through this space today uh and i can't wait to continue to connect more i mean we really you we we I'll, I'll touch base with you but we we really should do a better job of just constantly finding a space where people can just ask questions for hour an hour uh or you know however much time we we have because the, you're right like there's the onboarding is so important and there's so many people that aren't even going to have a chance to come up today but we just uh like i'm like i'm reinvigorated to continue to help in the learning process and um I think it's just amazing that you can make someone feel so comfortable and that's what we need. We need people to feel comfortable in this space. So thank you. We're going to, I have a question now from uh, Tatiana, who is the product designer and visual artist who started working in NFTs. Hi, Tatiana. Welcome to the stage. Hi, thank you so much guys for doing this and I'll try to be short and sweet. First, thank you, Nicole. I'm longtime listener, first time caller. And as many of us, I first discovered you on Clubhouse about a year ago when California was under the lockdown and everyone was super depressed and, um, yeah, just struggling to connect. And um, then I kind of um, disappeared from the Clubhouse from Twitter and came back a few months later to discover this whole magical, like, I guess, like magical, that's how you call it, world of NFTs. And uh, my question to you is dealing with overwhelm uh, because right now I'm working full time, you know, 40 plus hours a week and trying to keep up with everything that's happening. And um, if you could just name, I don't know, like five uh, or even a couple of discords or Twitter accounts to follow for all the latest and greatest upcoming jobs, um, any advice, what would that be? Okay, so I mentioned him before. I really like O'Shiny. I really like Andrew Wang. Um, uh, just to like, you know, I, I love my friends in this space and, and I think I wouldn't even be here without them and I see a couple of them. Manushka, Paolo, Aranito, 
Um, Jonathan Blanco, who was a speaker at NFT NYC, they're really good. Um, they're in this room. I think Dee's is really good. Um, I think Matt Medved from NFT Now is really good. Um, I learn a lot from him and his platform. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some people. So if you message me uh, separately, I'll I'll come up with like a list for everyone. And I should actually, I'll do like a Twitter thread or something. I'll post it on my Twitter if you guys follow me. But, um, but there are lots of people who I learn from. Um, and Mondwar, who as a collector teaches us all so much about art and why it's so important to pay attention to the stories of the artists and their process. And he was such a big early supporter of all of the projects that, um, that dropped on clubhouse. Like, you know, he, he, I think he was the first one who, who bought uh, Fuo's art and, um, and I think that changed his life and he's, he opened up a gallery um, for, for NFT artists. And there, there are so many people I see friends with you is a good one to follow. They're my friends. Um, and yeah, there are just so many people who will teach you about the culture and, you know, artists and collectibles and whatever you want to learn about. Um, I think he's very busy, but Paolo, it has been a really good resource to me. He doesn't tweet as much because he's so busy advising, but he's a good person to reach out to and message because when he has the time, he does help people, especially women. He's big on supporting women, um, which it's, you know, it's very, that's very important to me. And then I did hear something about, did you say something about burnout? Was there a question there? Yeah, just struggling with overwhelm because right now I'm trying to, convince myself that it is safe to quit my full-time job and go into NFTs full-time, whether uh, perhaps doing some freelance design work for an NFT startup uh, part-time while also, you know, making my own art, of course, and collecting. So, um, but it does seem overwhelming, just the amount of information that moves every day. Yeah. Yeah. And because, you know, like crypto in general is, is volatile and we don't really know exactly what's going to happen so uh for me i still i'm not in nfts full time and i love interviewing and and keeping you know i i run a business um beyond media and i love interviews so like i'm never going to stop that so i'm always going to be doing both but i think i think really the key to overwhelm and this answer frustrates people sometimes because meditation is so hard but I really do think that meditation is life-changing. And if you do it, you will notice your life change and become better incrementally every day. And I recommend this app called Insight Timer, and it's literally free. And you can just choose which meditations you want to listen to, and they're guided. So that's helpful to some people who have a hard time, like, you know, just, you know, staying in the quiet. I think meditation is amazing. And I think even just taking walks is amazing for your mental health. Like we need to be doing that kind of stuff because if we don't, we're just stuck staring at our phones and that's what our lives have become. So I think that uh, stuff like that will help with overwhelm. 
but also I, I wouldn't recommend completely quitting your full-time job unless like you're in a position where for whatever reason you're partnering on a project where they're giving you you know money up front and then a guarantee um when it sells like you get a percentage of it stuff like that you know I, I don't think I, I don't know um what like exactly what your role is and stuff like that um you know I know you're you're a product designer and visual artist I don't know like how many projects you're working on and what's happening but I think uh you you know the the amount of money it takes for you to be comfortable and if you're not getting that yet just from the nft space then don't don't quit your job but anyway we already know gmi so it's fine like you'll eventually be doing that full time um so that's what i would say and then another book that i recommend i'm all about recommending books i forgot to mention a few i really like i will teach you to get rich by ramit sethi i think that's the title and another one on community that I recommend to everybody who comes to me, it's called The Business of Belonging by David Spinks. I think it's fascinating. I think the way he deconstructs community, especially how it functions in a business setting and how it how it you know helps people maintain their culture so that they can be profitable. I think he does a really good job at that. I also recommend people follow Greg Eisenberg. It's just G-R-E-G and then Eisenberg. Um, he's really great. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm a friend and fan of Naval Ravikant at Naval. Brilliant. Um, I like Sahil Lavignia. His handle is just at SHL. Um, those are some people that I would recommend following. Uh, and they make you think. And I think that's really important in a world that, that tries to convince us to, to, you know, go one way or another. I think people who make us think are crucial, and those are some people I recommend following in your journey. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, especially all the books. And I guess my last question, if we have a second, is what was one critical mistake that you think you made on your journey that you wish you haven't? For example, I just been um, last week or the week before, I've been on the Twitter space with Farouk, and he mentioned the whole story about losing all of his NFTs um, in May or April of this year because he didn't have a hardware wallet. And everyone was like, yeah, definitely get a hardware hardware wallet. That's the first like thing that you should do. Anything like that, kind of like um, 101 or 102 advice that is a must have? Yeah, so that's actually really good advice, getting a hardware wallet. I know that he lost <laughs> a lot by not having one. So that's that's something that we should all have. And uh, a mistake that I made was, and this is good if you're, I think women, we have a hard time asking for things. Um, I, used, I worked for, for someone once who said, he said, oh, I love hiring women. And I thought that was such a compliment until he said, when I asked him why, I thought he was going to say something nice. He said, because they work twice as hard for half the pay. That's why I hire them. And when I heard that, I was like, holy shit, it was a wake-up call for me. And and one mistake that I have been making is I don't ask for enough and I haven't asked for enough when people ask me to partner on projects. Like, I didn't know early on that you can ask for a percentage of the profits and they'll give it to you if you're a leader in the space or like, 
you know, you can ask for a higher percentage of, of a project that you're working on. Or you could say, no, actually, I don't like this part of the contract. I need to change it. And um, another book I like to recommend is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. I don't know if you guys have seen the Masterclass or the Masterclass commercials, but he's another one of my mentors and he changed my life by teaching me how to negotiate. So I always recommend his stuff, but, but I think mistakes have been not asking for more, not knowing what I was worth and thinking like, it's great to be grateful. I was always grateful, but in, in being so grateful, I didn't even realize my worth and that I can ask for more and that I was worth more. And that's not just for women. That's for men too. Sometimes like you just don't realize how much value you do bring. So when you, when you are in negotiations, you should fight for yourself and don't be afraid to be a little, you don't have to be that modest in a negotiation. I think humility is good in general, but if you're in a negotiation, I think, I think, you know, don't be afraid to showcase your talents. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I will give the space to the next the next speaker. Thank you so much for coming up, Tatiana. This is so uh, nice to hear you. I think this is for your first time up here. So I really appreciate getting to uh, listen to your questions too. So thoughtful. The next, be the next question, this will be our last one, mainly because I do this show uh, while my two-year-old's sleeping, and she's probably going to be waking up any minute, so I'll have to cut it, but then I'll, I'll, we'll talk, um, and I think we'll just continually find space for more questions, and I know um, this is recorded, so all of the amazing highlighted people that Nicole talked about will we'll also make sure that you can go back and listen, and I'm sure she'll post some of those, but uh, the next speaker is a, a longtime listener of this show and I really appreciate some Mr. Nice Guy truly is a nice guy. Go ahead, man. How are you? I'm doing all right today, Carl. Feeling a little better uh, getting over the sickness. So I'm uh, grateful for that. That's Thank good. You yeah, uh, GM everyone. And uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, my schooling was a little bit abstract. I skipped pre-K, uh, graduated high school at 17. Uh, I first was introduced to crypto, Bitcoin more specifically, uh, navigating the Silk Road in like 2011, 2012. Uh, I didn't actually invest, though, until much, much later. I'm not a whale by any means or anything like that. Uh, I actually, uh, the kid who introduced me to me is actually the kid I, I uh, taught to roll. It's pretty funny. But um, I noticed, uh, Nicole, in the beginning, you talked about really what introduced you to crypto, why you got into crypto, and how fascinated you were with it in the beginning or the NFT space. And uh, I'm new here too, pretty much. Uh, I saw the wave from what I think stems from decentralized protocols and things like that, right? And with what's influencing Web3 or what's here now. I mean, I'm pretty new. I've only been here for like a month, really, not even, just on and off. I injured my neck uh, jumping out of planes. So I've been on the internet lately a lot. But um, yeah, I always want to know what's keeping you here. Really, what do you see happening? Do you see anything in the next one to two years really impactful happening to this? Like, what demographic and what demographics would you see happening to? Like, what do you, what's keeping you in this space? Truly, the vibes. <laughs> so, um, I think it's it's human nature to look for a place where you feel a sense of embrace and belonging, and I think I feel that here the most. And I feel like I just feel in general good around the people here. And, and it's human. I think that's human nature. It's like if you if you're dating and, and 
finally you feel good around someone, you're like, oh, I want to keep dating them. So that's what I feel here where it's like there's curiosity, there's excitement, there's, you know, events, there's uh, even the excitement of like, you know, wondering who the Anon account is that you're, you've been following for so long or, or so many different things and the way that it moves so fast and then the use cases of NFTs and the, I don't feel when I ask questions, I don't feel like people are judging me, which I love. Um, I still feel like I can be a leader and a learner as I think Sohel mentioned or, or somebody mentioned. Um, I think, I think that's what's keeping me here. And, and just the fact that like when I do stand up for myself and say, no, here's my talents, here's what I can do. Here's what I can bring. People are like, okay, cool. Like you're right. I'll pay you for that. Like, that's really cool to me. The same way that artists finally feel like they're valued for their work and they're ma- they're making money that they never dreamed of making. That's how I feel with, with just my talent of, and I, maybe it's not a talent. Maybe it's just whatever it is. My, you know, my ability to be curious and connect with people and listen to them and make them feel important which everyone is and our society sometimes makes people feel like they don't matter and that they have to prove themselves I don't get I don't get any sense of that here like I've I've watched celebrities and really big names talk to kids who are like super emotional just getting into the space super young and they're like yeah yeah no connect with me let me help you and I don't see that anywhere else I certainly don't see it in politics um you know in Hollywood uh you know, anyone who lives in LA can tell you the culture can be trash. I mean, we see what happened at, I, I hate to bring this up again at Astro World. Like I looked at that and I'm like, that would never happen in, at any NFT event. You know what I mean? It's like, it's people here just, and it doesn't matter what race or whatever. I'm not, this isn't about that at all. Um, the culture is just different. The culture really embraces people and cares about their well being and cares that they're getting paid. I, I've seen people like just send like a couple ETH to someone who's starving, you know, I don't see that anywhere else. So that's what keeps me here. That's a great question too, man. I think, uh, I think it's, I think it's what keeps us all here. I think at the end of the day, we all are curious. We all want to continue to learn. It doesn't matter if we've been here for years and years because the space evolves. And it's like one thing that my wife and I joke about is like ever since I've been in the space since 2018, I feel like I've up reading. It was just changed what I'm learning about. But you just constantly have to be curious in the space. And the and we're just going to continue to see that because we're creating a whole new world. And um, I'm so happy that we're finding amazing people like like yourself, Nicole, that can bring so much positivity and you bring the vibes to the space. And I really appreciate you for all the work you've done, splitting your time, um, just similar to what Froke did. I know it's a matter of time till we suck you in full time. And it's just um, it's just amazing to have you as an advocate in the space. So thanks for all of the work you do. Thank you, Carl. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, from one interviewer to another, you are a superb interviewer and I am learning from you as well.
Oh, thanks. That means the world. It's definitely uh, it's new territory for me. I've been doing it since July, but I I transitioned from being an educator into this space, and I am passionate about a lot of the things we talked about: financial literacy, teaching about this new world. And so, I hope um, that's my hope is just to help educate and onboard people like you're doing. So um, that really means the world to me. Thank you for saying that. And I I think uh, for everyone in the audience, if you miss any part of the show, this is one that you definitely want. Want to go back to. Um, I'll get it uploaded here in just a minute, but definitely go back if you missed any part of the interview. There's so many things to take away from this. Uh, this is definitely longer than most of the interviews, but it's just because the time flew by and Nicole was so gracious with her time just to continue to share her story. So uh, make sure to also follow her and um, we will continue. I'll talk to her as well, but I think Nicole, it'd be amazing to find some more time just to have uh, people ask questions between you and I. Uh, being in the space a little longer, I might be able to answer or the connections that you've kind of made in the space in the NFT space, you may be able to answer, but just having some time um, where people can ask us questions and we can bring even more people on stage. I think that could be fun, um, especially with the spirit that you bring. Uh, I would, I'd love to talk about possibly doing some sort of collaboration with you. So I'll uh, hit you up and maybe we can continue to work together too in this space. So it's, it's, uh, this has been a fun episode and I just, just, um, I really feel like a meta gem today and I really appreciate you. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate you. And, um, I even cried on your show. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> you know, when we say looks rare, that's rare. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, um, Nifty Niles had, uh, DM'd me after that. We're friends and he said, Oh, I didn't mean to make her cry, but you truly are changing people's lives and the outlooks. Uh, and so that's, it's, it is incredible. That that means the vibes are right, though. <laughs> Carl, I literally tweeted just now, sometimes it feels good to cry. Because it does. <laughs> it I does. People should know that. Yeah. Just it, the fact, so, yeah, he shouldn't even feel bad because sometimes it just feels good to cry. Like, I like the way that he acknowledged me. For, you know, as a girl, sometimes the only acknowledgement you get is from your looks because the society makes you feel like, if you're pretty, that's everything. Like you look at the girls who have the most followers. A lot of them are, are just models and that's it. And not that I have anything against them. I have lots of friends that are models. I love beauty. But, you know, there's a lot of times even for me where like people find me on Twitter, guys, and they won't follow me on Twitter. They'll find my Instagram and they only follow me there. And I'm like, God, can someone just appreciate the words that I have to say, please? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I said <laughs> yeah. that. Real quick, like, I will say, uh, yeah, your confidence is definitely learning. Like, I checked out your profile uh, prior to all this when, uh, you know, Crazy Carl uh, put it up on his page. And I saw, yeah, like, if I wasn't already in the onboarding process, I'd definitely be wondering, like, what is this? I want to know more. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's awesome to just continue to find um, people in the space that are learning. And you do, you're, you do such an amazing job of... Um, just bringing value, like making people feel valued and it doesn't matter. And I, the nugget that you gave me about looking at their profile real quickly, I'll never forget that. And that'll be something I change about my show from now on. And I really appreciate that even just like you're constantly helping people grow. So thank you so much. Yay. Uh, thank you for having me. All right, guys, that's been, that's been this episode. I hope you have fun. We'll be back tomorrow with a new show. Uh, and thank you so much to everyone that, that tuned in. This has been another production of Guttercat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. 
You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.